It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And then uh, I got a text earlier from Dr. Mark Siegel. I love Dr. Mark Siegel. And I was watching Pete out of the corner of my eye where the TVs are on. He was on Fox News this morning, and he was talking about how the Navy quietly lifted punishments for unvaccinated SEAL members which I thought is actually uh, pretty cool. Uh, There's still a lot of city workers not working because they weren't vaccinated. A lot of firemen, a lot of cops, athletes like Djokovic can't come to town and play in the U.S. Open. But I guess uh, the SEALs, they did it right. Anyway, here he is, tremendous doctor, great on Fox News, and a dear friend, the very talented Dr. Mark Siegel. Mark, it's uh, Sid Rosenberg and Peter King. How are you, buddy? Great to be on with you guys, and I know Peter very well, by the way. I'm still trying to get him to get back into Congress. I mean, that's very important because they keep diluting the membership. It's getting a lower and lower uh, rate of uh, approval, and there's no no surprise with Peter King gone from there. So, Well, thank you, Mark, but I, I do have one grievance against you. I, I texted you a few months ago asking whether I should get the booster shot, and you said, well, if people are old, and overweight, they should get the shot. Go get the shot. So I. Oh my uh, God! So you're saying you're both old and overweight? Oh, both. You told me. Yeah. So anyway, I was not, no. Listen, I found out today that there's a hundred year old doctor still practicing, and at 67, he got a legal degree. So I don't consider you old. I meant him. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The there shot. you go. Just overweight, then. Just not over. Just overweight. So take it easy, then. No, Mark Siegel is the best. Uh, you know what he is? You know, you saw Sid the other night at the ABC party. Talk about buff. Talk about in great shape and great form. Uh, I mean. His muscles are bulging out of his shirt. Thank there. you. I okay, do. That's wait. enough. I've listened to that no, all I, morning I, about how great. Well, you know what is? I I buy my clothing at uh, the Gap for kids. So I. <laughs> but I will say this: you got three Met fans on the phone right now. Yeah. Now, how about this, Doctor Mark Siegel? Later on tonight, I'm going to the Met game with Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly invited me. We go. We go. We go every once in a while, and we're having dinner before the game with Steve Cohen in his suite at City Field. How about that? O'Reilly, Rosenberg, and Cohen. Uh, Mets and Cubs later on tonight. How cool is that? That is so cool. And, you know, Bill O'Reilly, totally different in person than uh, than on the radio or on TV. I mean, he, meaning that he's so, such a gentle person and, and easy to talk to. Yes. I will say that he's a bit of a germaphobe. He's never going to shake your hand. He does the all the time. Thing, nope, nope. He does all the time. He does. Yes, wow. he does. Yes, he does. And, and he loves you. He loves, he loves me. you. Yes, he does. So I have to it. tell you, speaking of the Mets, that I'm becoming a turncoat because I was very disappointed in Jacob DeGrum, who, as you know, I keep coming on the show and praising him. And, and I'm thinking maybe with all my problems with the Mexican border and the leaky border, maybe I should, <laughs> at least, I should at least take a moment to give a nod to maybe the best pitcher in baseball this year, Julio Urias from the Dodgers. The Dodgers are unbelievable with the pitching, and I don't even mention it. I know. They've even almost... in the last night's game, though, I mean, DeGrom got a bad rap there. What, they got three bunts off him and— uh... Typical. Yeah, I really was. And then Alonzo's well, home run went foul by an inch. They can't hit behind the ground. He is, he is amazing to watch, though. He really is. And you know, when you watch him, he doesn't look he's that hard to hit. It seems, But I tell you, he makes batters look so bad. Wow. Hey, by the way, by the way, before we get off baseball, Sid, how fast do you think Nolan Ryan really threw? I mean, obviously the Grums around 100 miles an hour. You know, they didn't have good radar guns. What do you think Ryan threw? 105, if I had to guess. Wow. Yeah. Still the worst trade in the history of the New York match. Nolan Ryan for Jim Fregosi from the Yankees. Listen, Fregosi still make, you know, 
Don't write him off. No, he, he was a nice guy. He's a good manager, I'll tell you that. Dodgers have won 98 games already this year. 98. But uh, Dr. Siegel, you talked this morning about the uh, Navy SEALs, unvaccinated but now catching a break. That's a, uh, a feel-good story. Well, they're finally catching a break, but the delay on this is what's so disturbing because that rule, Trident Order Number 12, was put in place in September of 2021 at a time when we already knew the variants were coming out. So, in other words, if you were going to argue, well, I don't want them on a submarine because they could spread this virus, well, the original idea that the vaccine prevented spread was already passe at the time the rule came in because the Delta variant spread even among people who had already been vaccinated. And that was the point I made. And the point that Brian Kilme made, which is equally excellent, is that, you know, there's nobody fitter than the Navy SEALs. So you can't you really use the severity argument because the vaccine is keeping people out of the hospital who are older, not as old as me and Peter King, but, you know, older. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and of course, we're in great shape. We're not buff like you. But the point is, so the argument on behalf of the vaccine is. I still would say take it, of course, but not mandated. And then the other point I made is why are we differentiating between religious exemptions and medical exemptions? Isn't this the United States? Doesn't don't we ha- don't we have First Amendment rights here? And and we've always honored religious exemptions. I, none of that made any sense. And so they're really slow. And then the point, you know, that that the SEALs attorney was making, and he, he was on with us, is even though they've repealed this, they're still enforcing it. It's still they're. Still still segregating out Navy SEALs who are trying to save our lives and our country if they don't take the vaccine. It's very, very, very out of date and disturbing. Like I, you know, I don't pretend to be a medical person. I can understand why in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, not uh, uh, being sure where to go, you can be overcautious and not cautious right. enough. But now we've learned a lot in the last two and a half years. Is, are the medical experts willing to acknowledge that changes have to be made, that what we thought was necessary a year ago is no longer necessary and that we couldn't, we couldn't do then, we can do now. I mean, are, are, are they willing to make those adjustments? Most of them are, Peter, but the word mandate is a political word right now. It's not a medical word, and I just proved it. So I don't want to hear that word. Mandates are really only something that you would use in a really dire situation with a tool that was really extraordinary. And we don't have either. We're, we're getting to the point where we're living with this, and that's what the message should be, because we've already done so much damage to the mental health of our country and our children and to our economy. So we're living with this, and we have more tools, and the vaccine is one of the tools, and that's the way to message it, not to talk about mandate this, mandate that. There's still mask mandates in some places and among our kids at schools, and they don't really work. Newark, New Jersey's got that. So uh, before we get back to COVID and monkeypox, you know that um, we deal with cancer every day in the show because of Bernard, who's still out now going on six weeks. And uh, we pray for Bernie every day. We hope he he, he gets better. Uh, Joe Biden actually came out yesterday, Dr. Mark Siegel. You can't make this up. Joe Biden came out yesterday and said, and I quote, he's going to find a cure for cancer. I'm not going to play this. This is Joe Biden yesterday. He's going to fix everything. Play this. Cancer does not discriminate red and blue. It doesn't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Beating cancer is something we can do together. Uh, where's the second couple? He says he's actually going to do it. Do you have that, Lou? We have to find out. Anyway, what, what, what is uh, Joe Biden talking about? Are we making strides? Is he close, his people, to finding a cure? What, what the hell was he talking about? 
first of all, let's at least say, you know, he lost his son, Bo, to brain cancer. And we right. have to understand that that makes him quite emotional. But I think the larger issue with him often is who's actually writing his stuff. Does he write it himself? It's on a teleprompter. I mean, what, what is it? Is it a cognitive slip again? I mean, we're no, we're not actually immunotherapy. We thought was going to be the holy grail. And it's actually an improvement, but it's not because to, because cancer mutates. So we're not at a point where we have that. Uh, game, that ultimate game changer that works for all cancers. We're getting closer. We're getting more involved with genetic uh, treatments. Every, you know, what's different about you versus me, precision medicine? We're moving forward with cancer, but no, we're not wow. on the verge of that. Not, not listen, anytime the, soon, in right. the next few months or anything. This quote I'm going to play for you right now, he makes it sound like he's fixing this. It's right around the corner. Play this, Joe Biden. I believe we can usher in the same unwillingness to postpone the same national purpose that will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills to end cancer as we know it and even cure cancers once and for all. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, if I could just say something, as a politician who was in Congress for 28 years, I don't know of anyone who's against cancer research. Of all the things we fought over, that was a bipartisan issue. And somehow, of I, I remember back in 1972, Richard Nixon declared war on cancer. I mean, the fact is, every president, every administration has worked this way. And for him to try to take credit for it, act as if this was a democratic issue and somehow tying it into his inflation bill, to me, is really, really wrong. It really uh, you know, demeans the whole process. Peter King for Congress or Senate, actually. <laughs> but, but, you know, but you know something, uh, to, and, and there's no increased funding right now. We actually need a lot more funding for these genetic right. treatments and therapies I'm talking about. And, then, and it's not like he's ponying up a lot of money to back that up. It's political rhetoric, as Peter just said. No, it really makes, uh, makes no sense. So why have I not seen over the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, anything more about monkeypox or a new COVID variant? Are we over both of those things, Dr. Mark? Well, so first of all, uh, monkeypox has decreased, and it's mainly in the in the gay and bisexual population, and we have more control over it. Right. And we're, we're getting real-time information. We, we still need more vaccines, but it's looking like a lot of it was media hype, but something that we needed to pay attention to. And as far as COVID, I think the untold story of COVID is that for a year now, we've been in the Omicron family, which means... That's good news. No one, the media never t- likes to tell good news, right? So the good, that means that we're all developing some immunity because 80% of the country has had some form or other of COVID. They've got natural immunity. If you add a vaccine to it, that, that's an immune protection that we're starting to see. That's the exit to the pandemic. Uh, so I think, I think in both cases, there's good news. By the way, I wanted to make a quick comment about your first point about the woman and the children. I couldn't agree more about that in, in the Coney Island murders of children. Yeah. Okay, she was evicted. Okay, she was evicted. Okay, she's suffering from economic losses. Okay, a lot of this has to do with the pandemic. But no matter what, your children have to be honored and cherished, period. Yeah, doctor, again, I'm, I'm certainly not into medicine or psychology, but to me, we use so much of this as excuse. You know, you're right. depressed, somebody yep. yelled at you in school, yep. you lost your job, so you can go out and kill people. It's really, to me, it's absolutely wrong. We have to start drawing much stricter lines. 
completely agree with that, and that's why I don't like using that story as an example of you know pandemic depression or anything. I know, right? I'm, I'm sick of that uh, defense, the, uh, the insanity defense, and all that stuff. Get rid of it. Hey, uh, listen, you were great again. You're always great. A treat to have you on with me and Peter this morning, Doctor Mark. Thank you so much. Well, you the I, best. I got to end by saying, Julio Urias, Urias man, you're so glad you came here from Mexico. But I don't want those illegal immigrants coming here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Dr. Mark. Well done. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabu Law, where winning is no accident.